0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 867 of the Juicebox podcast. I had some good fortune recently, and I'm going to share it with you. I got to speak with Lewis. Lewis is 70 years old. He's had diabetes since he was in his 30s, and we're going to pick through his life. This is just such a great conversation, I can't begin to tell you how much I think you're going to enjoy it. While you're listening, of course, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you happen to be a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, I would like to ask you kindly to go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice Just join the registry and complete the survey. It shouldn't take you more than 10 minutes. The questions you'll be asked are totally HIPAA compliant. You can remain absolutely anonymous and your answers to simple questions about diabetes will help to move diabetes research forward. You want to help people with type 1 diabetes? Complete this survey, t1dexchange.org forward slash juice This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Omnipod 5. Learn more at Omnipod.com forward slash Juice Box. The Omnipod 5 is a tubeless automated insulin pump system that I'll tell you more about in the ads. You should check it out though. Omnipod.com forward slash Juice This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, g Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Great. Um, that's pretty much it then. Do you have any questions before we begin? Uh,
1: no. Uh, I just appreciate you uh, asking me to do this podcast. My
0: uh,
1: daughter-in-law listens
0: to you every day. Well, wow. oh, That's lovely. I'm, I'm, I appreciate you doing it. You have an interesting story. I can't wait to hear it. I'll tell you what. Let's just keep going Like and start. You can introduce yourself. You don't need to use your last name. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'll ask you a couple questions and we'll have a conversation.
1: All right. Uh, my name is Louis Mestis. I'm a 70 year old uh, retired educator. Uh, I served in the United States Marine Corps, which I'm very proud of. And uh, I've had diabetes now for close to 38
0: years. Wow. 38, 48, 58, 68. You were 32 when you got it? Yes, sir. And it was type one?
1: Uh, actually they, uh, said it was type two.
0: So at your diagnosis, you were told type two, did it turn out that you actually had type two?
1: Um,
0: uh, yes, I guess so. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? So what was your management like back then? Did they give you uh, a diet change, oral medication? Did you inject something?
1: Uh, you know, uh. It was really, really strange because I remember the doctor having the nurse came in. she brought in an orange and a syringe and she kind of showed me how to do it, and that was basically the extent of the training I got. yeah. And so over the years, uh, I've learned to self-manage. Uh, I went to another doctor and he said the same thing pretty much that I would learn uh, how to take care of myself more than possibly a doctor could because I knew my own body. But uh, I struggled, uh, and I've had two brothers who have passed away. One was 42, one was 40. Uh, They both were type 1 diabetes. And again, uh, I think the most important thing I want to say is because of a lack of education, uh, my brothers uh, did not do well with diabetes. Uh, My mother was uh, uh, not very knowledgeable. Uh, back then uh, i actually we approached the uh the uh, diabetes foundation for some assistance uh, and i'm talking now 30 some year, 30 some years ago mm-hmm. not now but uh it seemed like they were more interested in uh donations than they were in assistance and uh so i really wanted to send my brothers to camps uh, so that they could learn how to manage sure uh, and now that's really available to people. Uh, I was on uh, dialysis for a while, and thank God I was able to get a kidney transplant, and all of that was the result of uh, poor management on the diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God I'm doing pretty well now. Uh, I do have uh, an insulin pump, the Tantum, that I use, and it has helped immensely
0: great Lou I want to pick through this a little bit though so you're 32 years old when you're diagnosed your brothers already have diabetes no uh no no
1: no they were a lot no they they one was probably five years old
0: Lou you had a five-year-old brother when you were 32 uh well wait a minute. <laughs> let me think about that for a minute he, he was probably 12 maybe
1: oh okay gonna yeah my say... mom had nine kids.
0: Whoa, that's what I'm trying to get to. Your mom had nine kids. That's that's yeah. something else. So so of nine children, two had type one diabetes. You, I, I still think I'm not sure what you have yet. Like we're gonna figure that out while we're talking. Was there any other diabetes in your family, or how about other uh, autoimmune stuff like thyroid issues or celiac disease, vitiligo, anything like that? Uh,
1: I have a brother that has factor five. Oh. Jeez. And and uh, I have a sister that has uh, low blood sugar. She's not a diabetic, but uh, she has to watch her diet because uh, every once in a
0: while she'll go low. Mm-hmm. And hold on a second. Factor five. It's a blood clotting disorder? Yes. Okay. Um, give me a second to figure out if that's autoimmune or not. No,
1: it's not. It's not? No, I don't I don't know why I told you that at the beginning. No, no, no it's okay. It
0: it's not. It's still interesting, but okay, yeah. All right. So, so I'm going back to you being diagnosed and getting given that syringe. So if you were, they told you you had type 2 diabetes?
1: That's what they told me.
0: But you were injecting insulin right away?
1: It, it, immediately.
0: Regular and MPH? Or, or cloudy and what, did, do you remember what it was called back then?
1: I think back then, I, I, I want to say it was like
0: 70-30. Okay. So, I, I mean, not for nothing, but that sounds like you have type 1 diabetes. <laughs> it could, be. It could <laughs> and then be. They, it be. And then they tell you type 2 because of your age. That's true. You know, because I, that's how their brains used to work. Over a certain age, if you have diabetes, it must be type 2. Uh, if it happens to you when you're a kid oh you have the juvenile diabetes type one so uh, okay so you manage like this going forward right away did they tell you about because basically when you're shooting insulin like that you're just putting in insulin and then eating at certain times right like that's the extent of the management uh it and it was poor management because i was always
1: chasing myself uh when i think back now uh I would, uh, check my blood sugar. Uh, I didn't know too much about correcting. Uh, I would just take insulin Mm. every time I ate. Uh, and so I would not take the insulin until either after I ate or while I was eating. And so constantly I was chasing myself. You know, I know now that I need to take it 20 minutes before I eat. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that I'm somewhat balanced. Right. How long, I know this is a long time ago, but how long did you do the seventy thirty, and then when did it change? Because I'm assuming you've probably changed insulins uh, one, two, maybe three or four times in your life, right? Uh, yes, I,
1: I probably have tried every insulin there is. And what's so sad, a lot of it was determined by the insurance. Yeah. You know, there were some insulins that the, that the doctors recommended and the insurance wouldn't pay. Mm-hmm. So I'd go back and they'd say, well, okay, let's try this. Yeah. So that the insurance would pay.
0: At some point, I imagine you went on Lantus and Humalog. Yes. Do you remember about when that was?
1: Probably about 10 years ago.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and before that, before 10 years ago, you were doing regular and MPH? Uh, I think I was just doing regular. Regular. Okay. And,
1: yeah, and- I, I think that was the extent of my management. With Lantus. You know, I was, still, I was still young and active, and I think my body could take it, but uh, it
0: can't now. Mm. And no one's ever said to you, you're type one. It's always, have they ever checked you, done a C-peptide test or anything like that? No, sir. No. Okay. And so about 10 years ago, you go to Lantus and Humalog. Is that when you go to a pump?
1: No, I've only been on a pump less than a year.
0: Wow. You've, you injected for 30 seven years yes were you at least using a pen or were they giving you syringes how were you doing it uh syringes no kidding
1: um do you yeah i used to prick my finger and use the syringes and 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 uh that's basically what my brothers did yeah again i think the biggest thing uh, i'd want to say today is get educated you know the lack of education uh hurt my entire family certainly uh and and, and and you're probably listening to this thinking like well golly why didn't you do some research or we did uh we did to the extent that uh that's why we've changed so much yeah. now uh you know and my grandson has it now he's had it about a year right and so you know my my son and my daughter-in-law especially are on top of it every day they research constantly they of course listen to you they uh take him to all kinds of appointments and uh, research management. Uh, they've got him on, the, uh, you know, they monitor it constantly on their phones, and they even have the school nurse uh, monitor it uh, as she walks by the classroom.
0: Lou, you're a good person to ask this to, but tell people when you tried to learn something 38 years ago, there was asking a doctor or finding a book, right? Basically, I was
1: pretty much it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the other thing is, is that uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't want this to come out wrong, but uh, culturally, uh, I think my diet hurt us as a family. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, you have to really, really discipline and monitor what you actually eat. Mm-hmm. Because uh, culturally, a lot of uh, very uh, rich foods and, and, and carbs were available to us. That's what we had.
0: What, what are and, some of the staples of that diet, things you ate over and over again? You know, like beans and
1: tortillas and uh, 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 sweets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just... A lot of rice with things? Uh or not? not so much rice, but a lot of potatoes, uh, okay, and and fast foods like pizza. Oh my gosh, uh, and it's amazing. Different foods affect me differently. I can eat one piece of pizza and I'm 400.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it uh, pizza just. It, 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 I, I, I try not to ever eat pizza.
0: Interesting. When you say pizza, do you mean from like a a brand store like Domino's or Pizza Hut? Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: actually, the- now, any, 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 and it just seems now as a selling product, they make it as big and as thick as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. So you buy it. Yeah. You know, if I eat pizza, I get the thinnest possible pizza I can get. Right. And, and maybe one piece. But, uh, you know, when you're uneducated and young and hungry and you eat three or four pieces,
0: you know, yeah. and then you wonder why you're 500. Louis, I imagine there's a special place in hell for the first person that said we could put cheese inside of the crust. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, uh Yeah. Right. That that's uh that not a valuable use of marketing. Uh okay, so and listen, you, you said once or twice something that made me want to ask. Did you as an adult was was were your finances an issue? Uh in the beginning yeah. they were. And And you had diabetes
1: at that point. Uh, You you know, uh, when you start out as a teacher uh, 40 years ago, you know, my first contract was $9,000 as a a classroom teacher. And and then you have a couple of kids. uh, You know, uh, insulin used to be extremely expensive,
0: Mm. unbelievably expensive. Did, did your diabetes shape the way you build a family? Were you thinking more children than you ended up having? Or did you do about no, what you wanted to do? No. No, that, that, you know, I know it
1: has uh, my other brothers and sisters. Yeah. You know, they they, they either had one child or uh, two at the
0: most. But uh,
1: we had three children and we didn't think about the diabetes. Right.
0: And then your and your three kids don't have type one uh, diabetes at all, but but your grand your grandchild does. Yes. Right. Okay. Um. And wow. Okay. Hold on a second. I have to center myself here for a second. Um. It, you know, it's funny you, when you said how much your first teaching contract was. It made me feel bad. It, guilty. I actually felt guilty. <laughs> I, I yeah. Nine thousand dollars is what I started out with. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, listen, 40 years ago, I was 11 years old, but I got my first job two years after that. I cleaned up a pet shop after school and ran the cash register. And I made, uh-huh. I made $3 an hour to do that. Golly. So- <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: I tell my grandkids this kind of stories now and they just, I, I don't think they realize,
0: you know, we used to work for a dollar an hour Yeah, uh, as a kid. No, I know, I know. So uh, what kind of teacher were you? I was a
1: history teacher. And for many years, I taught New Mexico history
0: and civics. Mm -hmm. To what age groups? Did you jump around or did you stay in a school? All middle school. Middle school. I was always in middle school. Okay. Um, During that time, you're just injecting, what, twice a day? Morning and... At dinner? Uh, when I first
1: started out, I was pretty uh, frightened of the whole process. So uh, as I said, I I, I think the, uh, the biggest culprit uh, with diabetes when you don't have a lot of knowledge is you're constantly chasing yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I mean by that is that you either don't take enough insulin or you take too much and you take it too late, Uh, you know, now we all know that you've got to take your insulin 20, 30 minutes before you eat. Mm, And uh, you've got to be able to figure out what you're going to eat. You know, and that's why I like, uh, uh, and and, and I'm not pushing any particular one, but I use a tandem. uh, And it does all the math for you.
0: Yeah. Are you using Control IQ? Are you wearing a uh, Dexcom as well? yes wow good but that's a that's a big change huh (laughs) oh my god
1: it's like life changing and i owe a lot of it to my daughter-in-law um she is just i mean she she's a she's like the family blessing yeah and uh, uh, you know anything i need to know i call her but uh basically i uh now understand the importance of uh of technology and, uh, knowledge if you're going to live with diabetes. Mm -hmm.
0: So Louis, is it fair to say that your understanding of diabetes at the core of it is about how insulin works, the timing of the insulin and how food impacts you. Like those are the two major things that you pay attention to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, basically. And, and I, I think your body changes because I, I know I went through a period of time where, uh, I don't know, I call it honeymoon because uh, in the 40-some years I've had it, there are times when uh, I'm almost insulin-resistant and uh, I have to take more insulin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there are times, uh, periods of over like 40 years where uh, it it just seemed like, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say that I didn't have uh, diabetes at the time, but there were times when like my blood sugars ran really great for long periods of time. And then, uh, you know, there were nothing over these 40 years for me to be walking around uh, with a 500 blood sugar level.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's, you weren't paying attention to the level that you are now. So if back then if you, I don't know, took on a home project and were very active outdoors for a week or something like that and needed less insulin, that wouldn't have occurred to you then that that might be one of the reasons why. Correct. Yeah, yeah, you weren't thinking about it that way. No. At, at what age do you realize that you're, you're having complications? My daughter Arden began wearing the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump on February 4th, 2009. That was 5,093 days ago. Or another way to think of it, 1,697 pods ago. At that time, she was 4 years old. Hang out with me for a moment while I tell you more about the Omnipod. Omnipod.com forward slash Today, Arden is 18 and still wearing Omnipod. Back then, there was one choice, just one pod. But today, you have a decision to make. Do you want the Omnipod 5, the first and only tubeless automated insulin delivery system to integrate with the Dexcom G6? Because if you do, it's available right now for people with type 1 diabetes ages 2 years and older. The Omnipod 5 is an algorithm-based pump that features smart adjust technology. That means that the Omnipod 5 is adjusting insulin delivery based on your customized target glucose. That's helping you to protect against high and low blood sugars both day and night, automatically. Both the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash are waterproof. You can wear them while you're playing sports, swimming, in the shower, the bathtub, anywhere, really. That kind of freedom, coupled with tubeless, a tubeless pump. You understand it's not connected to anything, the controller is not connected to the pod. The pod is not connected to anything. You're wearing it on the body tubelessly. No tubing to get caught on doorknobs or anywhere else that tubing with those other insulin pumps can get caught. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. That's where you go to find out more. You may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. You should check that out, too, when you get to my link, Omnipod.com. Forward slash juice box. So if you're looking for an insulin pump that is tubeless, waterproof, and automated, you're looking for the Omnipod 5. If you want to do it on your own and you're not looking for the automation, Omnipod Dash. For full safety, risk information, and free trial terms and conditions, please also visit Omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. box. Kypo Pen has no visible needle and is a premixed auto-injector of glucagon for treatment of very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to givoglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. GVOG shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit gvoglucagon.com slash risk. There are links in the show notes of the podcast player you're listening in now and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to all of the sponsors. At what age do you realize that you're you're having complications? Uh, Probably, you know, after
1: my brother's passed, which has been about 10 to 12 years, uh, I knew I was really in trouble because I knew where I was headed. And that's about the time uh, my doctor told me, you have got to get on dialysis. Wow. Uh, and uh, of course I fought it and uh, you know, one day he just said, look, you're lucky you live in America. Uh, if you lived in my country, I'd be telling you to get ready to die. Mm-hmm. And so I was on dialysis for four and a half years and uh, I, I chose peritoneal dialysis. Mm-hmm. So uh, I uh, had a tube in my stomach and I uh, hooked up to a machine every night and, uh, these three bags of, uh, solution would go into my, um, belly and through osmosis, I, uh, you know, cleared the impurities from my body and got up at the morning, got up in the morning and, uh, there was another bag full of this bad solution and I'd empty it and, uh, I'd go on to work, uh. I did peritoneal dialysis for four and a half years, and during that time, I was a school principal. So, uh, um, you know,
0: you do what you have to do if you want to live. Yeah. I have a couple of questions around that story. So, my first one is, what do you mean you resisted it when the doctor said you need dialysis? I didn't want to go on it. You know, I just
1: said, well, let's just see where this goes. Where'd you think it was going (laughs) to (laughs) go? You know, along with depression, along with diabetes, sometimes you you have some really uh, serious mood swings. I'm not talking about uh, to the extent of depression uh, and maybe so, but uh, you diabetes creates some real serious mood swings. It does. Uh, by the grace of God, I have the most wonderful wife. Uh, and uh, luckily, she is a nurse. And again, I'm blessed because uh, a lot of her background is diabetic care. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's aware of many of the things that is, are happening to me. Uh, so well, people with diabetes need to surround themselves with uh, either a support group, or people that are very knowledgeable.
0: Can you tell me some of the ways that your wife's been helpful to you?
1: Well, just, just her vast knowledge. Uh, You know, she constantly monitors me. Uh, She's such, you know, an assistance, like, you know, uh, before I got on the, on, on, on the uh, tandem, uh, you know, she was constantly like, have you checked your blood sugar? You know? What are you gonna eat uh you, you better think about whether you want to eat that or not mm-hmm. uh you know uh, it wasn't nagging, it was helping,
0: yeah, no Th- making up where you I don't know, would you say that you were ignoring it or just
1: not- yeah, you have a tendency to ignore it yeah y- you just have a tendency it's just just uh you know you know it's bad and
0: you' still. Uh, Is it that you don't want to have diabetes and you get a moment where you just want to not think about it?
1: I've gone through that, yeah. yeah. You know, I tell people I'm as close to being an alcoholic as an alcoholic. Because, you know, I know certain foods are killing me and I still eat it. Mm. It's just, you know, you know, that, that saying from the good book, uh, Lord you know the things i should be doing i i, I continue to do <laughs> do you think
0: it's from your childhood do you eat food that you remember fondly of course yeah yes you know a lot of mexican food and 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 even now
1: uh you know i know tortillas are killing me but but i want to eat them
0: <laughs> not uh, going to buy a low carb tortilla <laughs> well
1: uh, we do we do that now good 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 you know i i know better now you know and and i get the the smallest ones
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and again that's where my wife comes in you know she buys the smallest ones uh they're not the huge one uh and and they're low carb yeah do you, you feel know?
0: fortunate to be 70
1: oh my god i i you know uh after my brother's passed and uh you know, after what I've I've experienced, uh, uh, you know, I'm God's got me alive for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm still having to do something for, you know, God. But uh, uh,
0: is there any? I'm sorry, I'm picking through your life like this, but is there any guilt? Like because you were you were basically saved because you saw the experience of your brothers and that I'm assuming motivated you to move forward. Do you ever, think, do you ever think, well, this is what happened to me first. Maybe one of them would have been motivated to move forward. Or is that not something you think about?
1: Uh, I regret every day that, that, uh, we didn't seek out, uh, help for them. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, it breaks my heart when I think about them that, uh, We weren't uh, knowledgeable enough to help them, uh, Mm -hmm. that we, uh, uh, didn't reach out for help.
0: Do you think you knew you needed it? No, no, you were doing what you were told, right?
1: You know, it's just that stubbornness of, uh, you know, I'm in charge and I'm, uh, you know, I'm not saying anything about being, uh, I think sometimes we get so busy in life. We forget what we're doing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. You and I, Louie, think about this very similarly. Um, I carry some guilt, but for the people listening. So I, I know I have this thing that helps people and then I, it feels, um, like I'm supposed to find them and make sure they listen to it. And I Well, thank, thank yeah. God, you know, you're on a mission. You're, you're actually on a mission.
1: And, and, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I found out about you through my daughter-in-law because she listens to you constantly, and she, uh, you know, uh, she reached out to uh, after the Super Bowl to the uh, to the uh, receiver who has type one diabetes, and he did a podcast for my grandson and told him, you know, that he had diabetes in high school and you know uh, to manage it you know and encouraged him to manage it and right. encouraged him to go on
0: that's wonderful so uh, this past super bowl or before yes yes this past super bowl oh,
1: in fact he contacted my grandson the day after the super bowl i couldn't believe it
0: oh that's amazing i,
1: I just couldn't believe it and uh, so i think people with diabetes want to help other people uh so that they don't go through uh what you know like i, I tell my grandson uh and he he's starting to understand that now because he plays basketball, high school basketball. Yeah. And some days he says, Grandpa, my, my legs and feet feel like concrete. And, uh, you know, we all know that experience when we're high.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, when, when you're three or four or 500, uh, you know, I've, I've been so high at times that, uh, uh, you know, I can even hardly walk. Right.
0: And so when you... Let me think. You had a pump before the Tandem. What what was your first pump? Medtronic, right? Uh, No, no. No? Tandem is my first pump. Oh, Tandem is your first pump. Excuse me. That's right. I'm sorry. I'm confusing myself. No, no no problem. So when you get a pump, is the transition, is it difficult for you? Or did you find it relatively easy? Very easy.
1: Uh, I worried... uh, about it and I shouldn't have okay uh the training is pretty simple uh it's pretty easy to manage
0: uh it, it, it's just amazing it's 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 a miracle to yeah. to me no I, I know and, and so now you're what about a CGM did you get them at the same time did you get Dexcom and tandem at the same time or did you get no I, I got I wanted the dexcom first so I could manage it
1: uh, before the Dexcom, I had a Libre, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, that was great too. I, uh, you yeah. know, that was a great product. I was able to really monitor myself on my phone uh, with the Freestyle Libre. Uh, but then when I was going to the tandem. I had to switch over to the Dexcom because they they read each other.
0: Right, right. Yeah, they talk to each other. And so you right right, right now your pump is is an algorithm. It's taking away and giving you insulin and you're basically telling it when you take carbs. Correct.
1: Yeah. Wow. And then of course, again, my my daughter-in-law, you know, she set up on my phone the app uh Calorie King. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just open that up or I say to my phone, "Hey Siri, how many carbs are in a tortilla and uh, you know uh, i get the information that way and again so right now in this day and age there's so much technology around you that uh, you could actually really help yourself
0: yeah it's it's and it's better right to to do the work put in the effort you're going to put effort in somewhere is what i always tell people right like might as well put it in up front and avoid cuz the back end efforts always it's always cleaning up a dumpster fire or a health issue or something like that. You might as well Correct. yeah, do it first and save yourself the trouble. Correct. But, yeah. You're going to do it somewhere. It, so, well,
1: it's, you know, I'm pretty hard headed. And so it took me a lot of years to finally get to where I'm at. <laughs> uh, again, I'm grateful for my life. I am shocked that I'm still alive after. Uh, now I've only had, I've only had to call an ambulance one time in the, 40 years that I've had it uh but uh for a low blood sugar yeah a low blood sugar well
0: in fairness was your blood sugar mostly high uh yes yeah yeah a lot of most of my life
1: I've been high
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean not literally but I mean blood sugar wise (laughs)
0: Louis, is there anything else you want to talk about today
1: (laughs) Um, you smoking a little weed (laughs) uh, no not at all But, but uh but uh, you know, when I'm talking high, I'm not talking two hundreds.
0: So I'm talking yeah, five hundred. Right. Well, you have the mixture of not really understanding how to manage on top of difficult foods. Correct. Yeah, and that's going to drive you up like that. Um, Correct. So, was there? How long were you on the CGM before the pump? Uh. I don't know, a couple of years. A couple of years. So did you start adjusting then? Did you start saying, I don't think I'm using enough basal insulin or I think I'm not injecting yes. enough at meals? That, Yes. Yeah. Are those so adjustments? Probably, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Probably in the last, you know, like I said,
1: probably in the last five years, I've become very, very serious about managing because my grandkids are getting older and I want to live to see them Mm-hmm. Uh, graduate from high school and and uh, you know I just I just want to see them grow. I've got five grandkids, yeah, and uh, they're all either in elementary or high school, and uh, I I, I want to manage this every day
0: so that I can see them and and uh,
1: continue loving them.
0: How how long ago did your grandson get diagnosed? You know, a year ago, just a year. So. So five years ago, see, I, I'm going to tell you something, because I've spoken to, I don't know, you're up to about a 1,000, I'm up to about a 1,000 people having this a conversation with, right? And most people, as adults, make a health change for the love of something else, for a spouse or a child or a way of life, or y- you'd be surprised how few people say, I wanted to take better care of myself. Like it's, it's very interesting that that people have such a hard time doing something for themselves, but when it's for someone else to see your grandchildren or or something like that, then it's not hard at all for some reason.
1: You're absolutely right. You know, I, I, I want to live every day now. Uh, my son, my grandson uh, is in a track meet Friday evening and you know, I want to be there Yeah, and and I want to be feeling well when I go to the track meet. I don't want to be, uh, my heart racing or my legs feeling like concrete you know i want to be a normal human being at a track meet watching my
0: grandson yeah it's a good message um it really is okay so you get the dexcom you make adjustments to your insulin you start seeing how foods impact you more um when you move to the pump is is the pump initially in your mind just to ignore, like, so you don't have to inject anymore or do you have a mind on the algorithm and letting the, the, that do the work?
1: It, you know, the thing I like the most about it is it does the math for you. Okay. It, it does all the math for you and you just gotta, you know, rely on it. And, uh, I'm relying on it now and, uh, it's working. Hmm. Uh, I'm anxious to see what my uh, hemoglobin A1C is this next time around. You know, I used to run eleven. Wow!
0: Yeah, for and and what what you, what were you last time?
1: Uh, Nine point seven, I believe.
0: Okay, and you're shooting for lower and lower. You're trying to bring oh, I'm, it down. I'm I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping someday to get to like a seven point five. Wow! I bet you seven. Could. Uh, listen, listen. I I bet you could. Have you made any? adjustments to your the way you you know you fuel yourself with food or is that been the hardest thing yeah i've had to make
1: adjustments uh um uh, i don't eat as much uh i certainly monitor what i eat now mm-hmm. and uh i stay away from certain foods yeah but, you know so- i i just uh, well i just have a hard time with pastas and pizza and it it just like i said i can eat one or two pieces of a large pizza and i'm 450
0: for hours right yeah yeah and do you think when you see a big number like that do you think to put in more insulin or do you let it ride out uh no i put in more insulin and and like i said that's why uh i don't
1: do that anymore Mm -hmm. because that's when i was chasing myself yeah what I call chasing myself. Mm -hmm. I was always chasing myself. I was never ahead of the race.
0: I think that one of the things that gets lost when people aren't given good education and don't understand how insulin works is that uh, I think it can feel like that what you're doing right now is for right now, but it's not right. Insulin now is for later. Correct. Yeah. And it's uh, I've talked about it a number of different ways on here, but sometimes it's like a confusing, like a time travel movie. Like you don't know exactly where you are. There's something happened in this timeline. There's something happened in this timeline. But when you start realizing that that's true, that the insulin is living on its own timeline and the impact of the food is living on its own and you need to artificially manipulate it so that they're doing their things at the same time. And that's all that pre-bolusing is. It's giving the insulin a chance to get working, so that when the food hits you, they're both there. It's a fair fight at that point. Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I like the way you put that. Oh, yes. Thank you. 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 And you. But you figured that out on your own as well. Uh, after forty damn years, <laughs> <laughs> Louis Louis's like I didn't give up, and I figured it out. It took forty years. <laughs> um. Do you listen to the podcast, or you let your uh, your daughter in law tell you stuff from it? want to start listening to it i guarantee you (laughs) i have a series um called diabetes pro tip i bet you might enjoy uh where we just it's it's very management based but we also have a ton of conversations with people uh, all ages like you just telling stories about about the things they've done because i think that is also valuable for people Oftentimes, I don't believe that people learn by being, you know, read a bullet list of information, do this and this and this. I think you you hear somebody else say it and think, huh, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. You you know, like I I can try, I can see how that fits into my life. I'm going to take a look at that. Um, I want to bounce back a little bit, though. Uh, You're on dialysis for those four years or so. Did you ever think you were getting a kidney? I prayed for one and I
1: didn't ever think I was going to get one. And by the grace of God, six years ago on Easter Sunday, I get a call from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they said, uh, actually, I got called three times. Uh, The first time, uh, by the time I got to Albuquerque from Roswell, which is three hours, uh, they found out that the... uh, individual had had hepatitis. So I lost that kidney. Mm -hmm. The second time, uh, the doctor that was farming the, uh, kidney had cut the ureter too short. So I didn't get that kidney. Mm. But on the third time, uh, I got there and, uh, you know, thank God, uh, everything went well. And, uh, I had the kidney transplant and, uh, you know, I was very grateful for the family, uh, that, uh, gave their mother's kidney to me
0: wow that's wonderful yeah that's really that's a a a selfless thing to do um and i
1: i i want to take a moment to tell everybody to please
0: be a donor please be a donor yeah no i mean it's it look i mean look what had to happen three people who were donors till you get yours correct yeah because other things can happen so you are on a cocktail of anti-rejection medications now
1: Yes, I am. I take quite a bit of medications in the morning. Uh, they're anti rejection. And uh, thank goodness, my gosh, uh, my uh, insurance covers them. It's just, uh,
0: yeah, it's just uh, it's a teacher's, it's union. a miracle. It's a teacher's union, right? They set you up in, yes. in retirement. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. Wow. Do you have any, are there any side effects from the anti rejection meds?
1: Uh, well, uh, a little bit of weight gain from the, um, some of the medication that I take Mm -hmm. prednisone.
0: Yeah. That one, the, the steroids tough, right? Yes. And and does it make you more insulin resistant? Do you feel? Well, I have to, you know, you have to monitor it more. You know, there are some, lot of
1: medications that, that you, you take that affect your insulin uh so being conscious and aware of that mm-hmm.
0: do, do you feel i'm going to tell you a silly story so um i've i got i'm not going to tell you the whole story louie because it's embarrassing but i got bit by a bug and i had a systemic reaction uh and they put me on prednisone for like 10 days and for right. and for 10 days i felt like superman my back didn't hurt anymore all my aches and pains <laughs> are gone Right. is that the truth yeah my goodness right and um do you have some of that benefit or does that go away after a while when you're on uh, it it goes away after a while but i know exactly what you're talking about how how well it makes you feel mm. physically
1: 15 um, years younger
0: but, i felt 15 years younger for 10 days yeah 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 and, and then i went off of it and three days later i was like ah, oh, my back hurts again <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um yeah But yeah, I I wasn't sure if it. I wanted. That's the question I had was that does it keep happening? Because I didn't think it would. Eventually, it's got to lose its impact, I would imagine. Right. It does. Yeah. It does. What'd you do for those 10 days? (laughs) Uh,
1: A lot of of yard work. A lot of, you know, well, I got a lot done. I bet.
0: (laughs) It's funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay. So I know. I mean, I, so, so. I, I want to ask about the, about the surgery. So you, you know, you, you, you go, and first of all, you must, it must be even hard to be hopeful the third time driving to the hospital, but you get there and actually things are working out for you. What's the surgery like and what's the recovery like?
1: Um, you know, uh, the first day after the surgery was a little tough because, uh, the doctor put it that the kidney hadn't woken up yet. And so uh, it didn't start right away. Mm -hmm. So I laid in that bed and prayed and, and uh, you know, I was hoping that it would work. And uh, by the second day it started working and uh, it's been working ever since. So uh, there wasn't a lot of pain to it, to be honest with you. Uh, When I think back now, uh, it, it, it uh, the recovery was really really good uh my sister eileen who is a nurse and of course my wife who is a nurse uh, nursed me to health pretty quick that That's last excellent. that that month that i was uh in recovery
0: i bet i bet you they didn't let you lay around too long huh <laughs> i had <Well>. a, <laughs> um oh god i had a uh why can't i think of the word uh, my appendix went bad on me and uh and oh, I, I had oh. it out and the doctor told me you know to rest to bed for a week and on the third day my wife comes in she opens up the shades and she's like come on we're gonna go outside and rake leaves and i was like yeah i don't think i'm supposed to do that she goes you'll be all right let's go <laughs> and so i was out there like oh god this hurts but she got me moving and i'll tell you i would have laid around for sure if, if she didn't do that so
1: gotcha you. you know yeah. what's uh also kind of funny is that uh a couple of days after the uh, surgery, uh, had this fantastic doctor in Albuquerque. I just and he goes, "Well, I hope you don't mind." He goes, "You had a hernia, so while I was in there, I took care of your hernia, and took it out." <laughs> you should have told him. So, you should have gave me a pancreas
0: while you were in there too. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I got a two for one. Yeah, I got a kidney transplant, and he removed the hernia. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I thought that was kind of yeah. kind of a neat thing,
0: like a coupon day.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's excellent. Oh my gosh! Yeah, did they talk to you about a pancreas transplant at the same time or no?
1: No, no, they uh, no, they have not. Okay, and I haven't. You know, my wife has brought that up several times, but uh, uh, right now I'm holding and I'm doing well. Yeah,
0: I. Uh, Well, I mean, Louie, it goes without saying, you're doing amazing. You know, honestly.
1: It's amazing. I tell my wife this daily. It's amazing, uh, the human body, just the human body and and how we abuse it. You know, like I said, I don't know how many times I must have been four or 500 and the damage he was doing to my body, but uh, the body's just
0: amazing. I mean, there has to be a God. Well, if you put those pizza slices in the gas tank of your car, it would stop running. And somehow yeah. your your body looks at that and says, all right, well, I can't believe you did this, but I'll figure out a way to get through it and keep you going. Yeah, it is. Got you. Yeah, you know what I mean? And it, obviously it takes a toll, but you're, you're right. Like it's, we eat things that we shouldn't be eating and it, it just keeps going somehow. And that's, it is astonishing. It really is. You know,
1: uh, I'm a lot better now regarding, uh, health wise, because I don't have as much, uh, neuropathy as I used to, uh, as you well experienced, uh, I went through a period of time where my feet, uh, burned, actually burned Mm -hmm. and my fingertips, uh, burned. Uh, I don't have that anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: So I know I'm in, I'm in, uh, so much better uh, shape than I was in previous years, yeah, because I, I just don't have the neuropathy that i that I used to have,
0: right No, I mean, I hear that story from people all the time, especially ones who are running around like you were with an eleven a one c sometimes when they better their their a one c, their variability, get their blood sugars down, find some stability, some of that stuff does go away and um, right. or at least it slows it. I've had people tell me, like that their eyesight was deteriorating and it's gotten better or it held where it was and didn't continue to get worse. Like you, you are doing a, you know, you're not asking as much of your body and you're slowing down that, the impact that, that those blood sugars are having. Yeah. You
1: know, uh when I think back, back about one of my brothers, Thomas, you know, he lost a toe. Uh, it really affected his eyes. He, uh, lost an eye. And, uh, he really suffered. I mean, he really, really suffered.
0: Were you close and, to them as adults? Do you know? Was he just not taking insulin at all, or uh, again?
1: Enough? I think it was the diet. Uh, lots and lots of uh, high carb uh, Mexican food. Yeah, and and the bad part about it is we love it. Um, you know, and so um, and I just think. He he was a banker, a very successful banker, and uh, I think he was just so busy he didn't take care of himself. Mm-hmm. He just thought every day he'd get up and go to work. He, he was more interested in working and instead of uh, management.
0: Yeah, well, listen, he probably had exactly what you had when that doctor said you're going to go on dialysis. You're like, nah, I'll be okay. I don't need that, right? Yeah, yeah you know, right. I'll be okay. I'll get to it. You know, it makes me wonder. While you're talking, because you're so thoughtful about about the reasons why things happen, it makes me wonder: when people get done listening to this, are we going to send more people to lunch to buy tortillas, or more people to lunch to get something <laughs> healthy to eat? I, wonder, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I wonder if it. And it's interesting how yeah. people's how people's minds work. You know, like. Yeah. Um, I mean especially in the face of it like this, like you, you mentioned earlier, just knowing like I'm doing something right now, it is killing me. And you're like, right. no, I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Know, yeah. And and you know
1: <clears throat> you know, you I, I can't fault people. You know, I'm a pretty conservative person. You know, so I can't sit here and say, God, why are those people doing drugs?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean when when I myself you know, the foods that I eat are my drugs. Sure, and that way I have to look at it.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's you know, I was just having this conversation with somebody. I think their episode will come out before yours, but it's it's the dopamine that that like you eat that food and your and your body, your yes, brain, your brain gets happy, and then it just doesn't last very long. And you you know, how do you make it happy again? You 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 feed it again and the sugar and the fat and the dopamine comes and and to your point some people get that from tr- pills some people get that from drugs some people get it from risky behavior you know like that kind of stuff you you got it from food you know i, I like the way you put that that because that's exactly it's it's a vicious cycle
1: mm-hmm. you know and you have to just decide uh you either have to substitute uh one desire for for another or you have to just not you have to
0: avoid it. Yeah. Listen, the people who exercise a lot, that's where they get it from. They get right, that they right. get like an endorphin rush from exercise and they 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 make it so that being healthy is a value to them so that's a thing they drive happiness they derive happiness from like they want to be healthy so when they are healthy or fit or working out they're happy about that you're happy because you were eating foods that you remembered from your from your childhood and probably built pictures in your mind of nine kids sitting around and big meals and fun and stuff like that it's just right. it's just what happens like everybody gets a thing shifting from one of those to another proves to be difficult for people you know and that that's all it's all very understandable it's just it's just it's just the truth that's all right you know that's just it basically you just have to fight that battle every day yep find something else to be happy about right yeah (laughs) other than because that, now, damn it, Louis, I'm going to end up eating a tortilla if I don't stop talking about it. I'm starting to think about I maybe I could, like, make some chicken. I have rice in the fridge I could throw together with it. You said potatoes. That sounds like a great idea. Oh, <laughs> but know. I won't. Don't worry. I'm going to go downstairs and eat something that keeps my old ass alive a little no. longer. So, Got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and,
1: and, you know and over the years, you learn the game. You know, it may say sugar-free, but it's got fructose in it. So they get away with it by saying, oh, yeah, it's a sugar-free pro- product. But they don't tell you that fructose is going to kill you mm. if you eat it.
0: Yeah, we used a bunch of mm-hmm. artificial sweeteners or there's so much fat in it. And, you right. know, and, and by the way, when you eat something that they say is fat-free – I, I, my example is always like shaved ice, you know, like water ice or something like that. And in right. the, the sign says, oh, it's fat free. But the minute you eat it, your body takes that glucose and turns it into fat and stores it as fat. So, right. you know, you're getting yeah. away with it for five seconds, but then something happens on the other side. You need, listen, the truth is it's clean food. You need to eat things that you look at and know what they are. This is a piece of chicken. Right. I know what that is. This is a broccoli, a a head of broccoli. I know what that is. You start, you know, I don't know how they make pizza dough for Domino's pizza. I, I, you know, I don't know what's in it. And you don't either. You know, and um, at least if you made that at home, you took a little, I mean, I do it here once in a while. I'm making Neapolitan pizza here, but I see it. It's salt and flour and water. That's what the dough is. Just that you know right but even store-bought tortillas are probably oh yeah yeah i'm assuming there's some chemicals in there yeah chemicals yeah yeah i hear you um okay so that the surgery wasn't too much trouble and you haven't had to do dialysis um i'm assuming the dialysis was a was a heavy lift right there's a long four years that was tough yeah it was tough you know
1: uh you have to really, really, uh, I went to see my nephew in Boston and to this day, he tells me, he goes, I don't know how you did it, but you have to plan and ship the solution to the motel you're going to be in. And, uh, hopefully when you get there that, you know, it's there. Mm-hmm. And then the machine that you carry at an airport, it's a nightmare because they all want to open it up and touch it and see what's going on and you have to tell them hey that's my kidney don't touch that (laughs) well I've got gloves on I said yeah but you've touched a hundred things before you're touching my machine and so it always be an argument at an airport
0: right yeah you're you're safe with the gloves on my machine's not (laughs) right
1: you know and so it it, it was a nightmare to carry all that equipment around and travel uh you know but you do it Mm. you do it and uh but thank God I don't do it anymore. I mean, I, I just thank God every day that I don't do that anymore.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, it's a, a mindset to get you through something like that. But when you don't see a, a a for certain end date to it, it's not like somebody said to you, hey, you got to go on dialysis. But don't worry. 17 months from now, there'll be a kidney here. You were just right one day at a time hoping somebody. And and even is that not strange, hoping that someone passes away so that you can get a kidney?
1: I know. Isn't that, isn't that sad? Yeah just, uh, you know, and I know people now that have been waiting for years for a kidney, you know, and they're still on dialysis. Uh, how
0: did you get
1: lucky? I thought the peritoneal dialysis was a lot uh, uh, easier than going to the, I used to call it the chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brothers uh, did dialysis. Uh, both of them. Uh, one brother was a teacher also, and he would go at five in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And uh, he'd go at five in the morning and uh, he'd be there for three or four hours. And his planning period was first period. So his principal worked with him. And I don't know how he did it because, uh, you know, sometimes it's pretty exhausting yeah. when you're on dialysis. Uh, the thing that really affected me when I was on dialysis were the cramps. Uh, I I used to have unbelievable cramps. Uh I've never had one since. Uh but when I was on dialysis, the cramps alone would just uh I had one so bad I just cried one time. I just
0: couldn't take the pain anymore. Yeah. Debilitating. Did the kids know? Did the, the people you worked with know? Uh some of them did. I have to tell you a quick story.
1: Hmm. Uh uh we used to have a back to school dance every year. And uh, I had hired two new teachers, two young ladies. And uh, one of the ladies says, we're still having this school back-to-school dance. And I said, yeah, we are. I said, but uh, I'll, I'll be here, I said, until 9 o'clock. And then I've got to go hook up. And uh, I happened to look over at those two young teachers. And they're looking at each other like, what's he talking about? <laughs> you know, I got to go hook up. <laughs> the other teachers knew what I was talking about. Yeah. So they one thought, of the teachers turned over to, you know, uh, turned to them and said, he's on dialysis. He's got to hook up to a machine. And that was kind of a big laugh. At, uh, <laughs> well, they thought me. you had a
0: lady waiting. That's why. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah. do. You got your wife at home.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, and I admired, uh, you know, people that are on peritoneal. Uh, I knew a coach that uh, he'd be on the school bus with the kids and he'd be doing peritoneal dialysis. He'd have the bag up on a, tied it to a pole and he'd be hooked up on a way to a game doing dialysis. You know? So if you want to live, you know, you you do it. Yeah. Uh, But uh, it's not a good way to live like that. So that's why we go back to management. You know, (laughs) you know, I, I don't want to irritate my grandson, but a lot of times I tell him, I say, is he, Uh, And I don't want to scare him, but I said, you don't want to end up like this, you know, so take care of yourself take it
0: serious. Right. No, uh, I I was going to try to get back to that thought, but you did it very well. And I actually think that's a good place to stop because I, I think I'd like that to be what people remember after listening to you. you. You have a great story and your outlook is amazing. And the way you made it through and had to figure out so many things for yourself, As time went on it's it's very um it's laudable that you figured it out i i hope you know that it's not you know that it's not something everybody would have gotten done like you you really (laughs) did fight through something you know well uh, oh by the grace of god (laughs) yeah but we don't want people needing to fight through it so Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to get exactly. to this point. Like, let's say it would be nice to know you're this tough, but let's not have to prove it to anybody. You know, yeah, <laughs> would have been would have been better to to use that time and effort on something else. But that that image of you, um, shipping the solution to a motel so you could go visit somebody, that was really powerful. Like when you told when you were talking about that, I thought, my gosh, I never thought about that. You know, yeah. that's really something. <laughs> Uh, Wow. Is there Uh, anything I didn't ask you, Louie, that you think I should have? uh, No, I think we covered uh, almost everything. I told my life story here. Yeah, that was wonderful. I can't wait for people to hear it.
1: I hope it helps somebody, and uh, certainly anybody that ever wants to call me or talk to me, you can give them that information, and I'll talk to anybody about diabetes because... and that may be why I'm still alive. God wants me to uh, to help people.
0: Well, I have a a Facebook group. I'm assuming your daughter-in-law knows about that. Is um, it's got like 35,000 people in it. So when I put your episode up, I'll make a post in there as well. And if people want to ask you questions, they can ask right there. Sure. Yeah, I would. I'd be. That happy would be great. I'd be happy to do that. Okay. Uh, wow. Well, I appreciate you doing this with me. Thank you very much. Well, I really enjoyed it. And uh, uh, I admire what
1: you're doing. Mm. I mean, I just honestly admire what you're doing because uh, as I started this podcast, uh, I told you we lacked knowledge in our family. And that's what you're doing. You're providing knowledge uh,
0: for people like uh, my family to uh, better manage well, diabetes. I appreciate you saying that. It's my pleasure. I. Um, you know, in full transparency, I started figuring these things out for my daughter and, um, I started to write online about it years ago because I was trying to drive money to research. And then I noticed one day that the way I talked about insulin, people seemed to resonate with it and it was working for my daughter. And I thought, I bet you could work for other people too this way. And so it just kept sharing it and it kept growing and, and, um, I can't tell you how I got a note from a lady last night about her child's diagnosis day and how they found the podcast in the hospital that night and then had shared what happened to them going forward and how well they were doing. And it caught me at the end of the day, I was reading it in bed and I, my wife's like, what's going on? And she, and she goes, Oh, are you going to cry? And I said, I think so. <laughs> you know, because it's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I was just so happy for that little girl and her family. And, um, right. and, and there's a, that part where you can't believe that something you did or said, found a stranger and helped them, you know, I mean, think about it, you're, you're being helped, because, I mean, for a number of different reasons, but specific to the podcast, you you know, your son and his wife have a child with type one, and they start learning about it for him, and then turn to you and say, hey, you know, we're learning about a lot of these things, I think that might help you as well. And, it did. It did. You know, like I said, my, my, my daughter-in-law for many
1: reasons is a, is a saint to our family. Mm.
0: You know what I wanted to ask you that I didn't, how's your heart? Good. And that's crazy, right? The, the kidneys went, but you're sharp as a tack and your heart is okay. And it's interesting, right? That it didn't.
1: You know, uh, I've been very, very fortunate. Yeah. Uh, I remember a doctor telling me, uh, because I had to take a complete, complete physical everything uh, before the transplant. And
0: uh, I remember the doctor told me, he said, uh, boy, you got a heart like a horse.
1: Hmm.
0: Good for you. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it just hit me now because, I, I mean, well, you don't know this, but my um, uh, my my best friend growing up, and I'm old now too, I'm 51, but but growing up when I was 18, my best friend got type 1 diabetes. He's no longer with us. Um, oh and he, gosh. He was on dialysis at the end of his life and had a massive heart attack a number of years into it. And that's what made me like I thought that was so interesting that your kidneys had 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 the issue, but the rest of you seems okay. It's really yeah yeah unfortunate yeah. in that aspect, yeah, I mean, and just talking to you, I know this sucks to hear because when you're you don't think nobody thinks of themselves as their age, but I mean, you're seventy and you and I are talking there's no like, there's no, you're not pausing. You're not like, you know what I mean? Like you're, (laughs) you're, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're, it's, and with all that high blood sugar is what I mean. Like, you know, age age plus high blood sugar and you don't have a deficit like that at all. uh, Thank God. Yeah. No kidding. Well,
1: you know, I did a tour in the Marine Corps, so I think I attributed to that.
0: (laughs) You just don't, don't want to give up. Right right yeah did you did you uh were you in the marines during uh a conflict or i was during the vietnam era i
1: served in the philippines no kidding yeah i was with marine barracks subic bay
0: how old were you when you got shipped there
1: Uh, i was 18 wow
0: Wow. do you were you drafted or did you enlist
1: yeah i was was the last draft 1971 i was
0: the very last draft that's the year i was born 71 really yeah yeah 71 Oh, ironic no that's crazy um how long were you there uh two years wow that's a long time yeah did you know your and, wife and it, was,
1: it was a great tour uh i was there with a the detachment in march of 73 uh i got to go with a detachment uh where the uh prisoner of war from vietnam flew into clark air force base in the philippines hmm. And so uh, I was there, and uh, McCain was the third one off the plane. Uh, Alvarez was the very first one off the plane. Uh, it was it was quite a sight. It was just quite a sight when the POWs, POWs landed in Clark Air Force Base in the Philippines.
0: Louis, you were there when John McCain was returned? Yes. No kidding! Oh, that's astonishing. Yeah, he was beat yeah. up, huh? Bad uh you know I,
1: I wasn't as close to the plane as i wanted to be because i was part of this group the mm-hmm. marines
0: but uh uh it was quite a day quite yeah. a day for me did feel um did did their return feel like the return of hope like the end of something the beginning of something new how how would you describe why it was such a big day uh
1: Just proud that they had survived. Hmm. Just, just proud that an American uh, survived that, that torture and that uh, imprisonment. Uh, you know, so he was just. Uh, I think the pride of every serviceman. It,
0: did it, did, it t- did it leave you with the feeling that anything was possible? You could do anything. Oh yeah, if they could survive that. My gosh, yeah. you know, you could do anything. It it makes me it makes me wonder uh how much of you being there that day has to do with how hard you're fighting with the diabetes and everything. You know what I mean? Golly,
1: can you imagine what they went through? No. Just you know, just uh anyway.
0: Yeah, no, it's hard to talk about it. And even harder when you think back to the um the moment when they tried to let him go and he said no, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He stayed. Yeah, they, so,
0: what's the story there? They found out his father was a high-ranking official so they offered to let him go and he stayed behind with the men he was serving with instead. Is that um, Is that right? You know,
1: I, I I believe so. I don't know all the details involved with him with him uh being released, but uh, the important thing is
0: is he chose to stay. Yeah. And continue. No, it's absolutely uh I mean, I, again, I don't know it takes a, quite a person to make a decision like that. So obviously, he was doing it for other people as well, and um, and we talked about that earlier, right? You can do th- yeah. you can do a lot when you're doing it for somebody else. So yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, Louis, thank you so much. I I really I can't thank hey, you enough for doing this. Thank you. No, it's my pleasure. This- this has been
1: great therapy for me. Thank
0: oh, you. Oh, good. I should I should take <laughs> this act on the road, just sit in diners and talk to people. Well, that's not a bad idea, yeah. Louie. I'll, maybe I'll get a <laughs> microphone and just start going into diners and asking people questions. That would be fun. Yeah. No yeah. one steal my idea. <laughs> hey, well,
1: listen. God bless you.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Vaya con Dios.
1: I don't know what that means. Vaya. Go. Con. With. Dios. God.
0: Thank you. No. Vaya
1: con Dios.
0: I I really I appreciate the I appreciate the good thoughts. I really do. I um I I am happy to be making this podcast. I'm going to keep doing it. So don't worry about that. I uh, I have. Well, I'm going to be listening to you. I appreciate it. Hold on one second for me, okay? All right. All right. Everyone calls him Big Lou, and I want to thank him very much for coming on the show and sharing such a fantastic story. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at Gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N dot com. Forward slash juicebox. I also want to thank Omnipod, makers of the Omnipod 5 and Omnipod Dash omnipod.com forward slash juice box. When you click on my links, you're supporting the show, keeping it free and plentiful. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show today. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the juice box podcast.